0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Foot Attack Podcast. I'm your host Matakos, and Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. Obviously, this would be released on the 26th of December, Australian Eastern Standard Time at 5 p.m. So, hey, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. I hope you all had a wonderful day. I hope you had a you've had a wonderful festive season in general. If you don't celebrate, Happy Holidays. Um, it's the end of the year. Summer, if you're in Australia, it's good weather, it's good times all around. But yes, hope everyone is well. Um, like I said, if those who celebrated, I hope, you have a fan- I hope you had a fantastic day yesterday, or today, or three days ago, or whenever you're listening to this. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I always like Christmas, it's always one that's resonated with me. Spend time with the family, which is always good. Have so much food, it's great, it's just the best. Um, the presents great. Everything's just it's good vibes all round. One of one of the best holidays. Um, obviously New Year's coming up very soon, so another kind of celebration. Um, it's another celebration to live or to to look forward to, and then all hands on deck again. Come come the New Year, and we all do it again. Which is um, ah, it's good. It's good. It's um always good to reflect this time of year. Always good to celebrate to um to acknowledge. All the, all the good stuff that's happened. So, um yes, everyone is well. I'm obviously... It's obviously past Christmas at the time of release. It's currently Friday the 22nd of December at the time of record. So, obviously, I'm not going to record a podcast on Christmas Day. Um, yeah, just around the Christmas tree. Sorry, guys. Sorry, mum. Sorry, brother. Sorry, everyone. I've just got to go upstairs and speak about football for 45 minutes. I can't do that. So Um... Yes, this is pre-recorded, this is pre-planned, but I've got things to speak about, so it's all good. Um, uh, Might be a little bit out of date, we're not, not going to speak be speaking about any actual games, um, or anything that's happened. But um, yeah, we've definitely got things to, to touch on, so yes, hope everyone is well. Apart from that, I hope everyone is well, as always. Um, Yeah, as you can see, fresh haircut, nice and, nice and freshly trimmed. It's like when, it's like, I feel like... You know when you like if anyone who has a dog would understand what I'm about to say. But you know when you, you when know when it's summer and you like you need to book in your dog for for a haircut because like otherwise the fur like gets them too hot. And you could see like when they when their hair's really long and it's hot and it's in summer they're like a bit tired they're like panting and they're like you can see that they're struggling and then when you, as soon as you get that hair off and they're nice fresh cut they're fucking jumping all over the joint and they're fucking nice and refreshed and loose and light. I feel like that I feel rejuvenated fresh cuts nice and rejuvenated so um. Fucking I'm tangenting as always, but yes everyone is all well, regardless before we start make sure you follow on all these socials two-foot cycle podcast on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter um, Yes, and of course link trailing in the bio of Twitter and Instagram for you two-foot cycle podcasting needs Then you've got all the audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. Uh, Yeah, even if you do listen on YouTube and watch on YouTube, make sure you head on over to audio platforms to give it a follow, subscribe, five-star rating, listen, play, whatever. It does mean more than the world. And of course, on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, notification bell, and share it so you don't miss any episodes or any clips. So yes, what are we going to be speaking about today? Well... Let's cast our minds back to not this time a year ago, but almost this time a year ago. I did my twenty twenty three footballing predictions. Now this was a I made seven predictions um, about the footballing year. Seven predictions about the footballing year um, to like to that I think will happen. That's what predictions are. Seven predictions about the footballing year. Let's we're gonna revisit them, all seven. I've got them here on my phone. And we'll see which ones I get right, which ones I got wrong, and have a little bit of a discussion about all of them. Um so yeah, that's what we're doing for the majority of this. And also the Asian Cup Squad has been announced today as a time of recording. So I will be touching on that as well towards the back end of the episode and see what Australia will be going with. Heading into Qatar. Let's go and let's go and conquer Qatar one more time. Conquer Qatar, I reckon. Uh round 16, I forgot to say. Okay. Anyways. Should we just crack in? Let's just crack in. So, I made seven predictions at the start of the year. For those who remember, congratulations! You can see my reactions to them. I've I have looked at them, so I'm not going to be giving you my my big reaction straight away. But I have them here, and some of them are very timely. Some of them are completely wrong. Some of them are interesting to look back on to see my thought processes and and everything. Um, so yeah, seven. We've got seven seven predictions. So. This should take up the majority of the podcast if I speak about them for a little bit. Let's kick things off with prediction one. Let's do it in chronological order, or in order that I've got. So, prediction one. My prediction at the start of the year, my first prediction, was a European Super League will be re-proposed by Real Madrid CEO or President Florentino Perez. How, oh, how right could I have been? Um, Very, very convenient timing uh, for those who have seen the news. It is that, um, yeah, yeah, it's obviously, for those who have seen the news, another Super League has been kind of reintroduced, proposed after the, the... sports council board or whatever it is ruled that UEFA and FIFA acted unlawfully in punishing the clubs that decided to join the Super League initially back in 2021 so that ruling has now brought up another whole conversation around the Super League once again led by Real Madrid President Florentino Perez massive tick for that one huge tick Um, like unbelievable tick um let's speak about that I think it's a good platform to speak about it um yeah, obviously it's been re re reintroduced for the second time this year. Actually, it was initially re proposed and reintroduced, I think, in April or March this year, um, which is quite ironic. But yeah, it's just shit. It's just a shit idea. They they just shouldn't do it. Um, I don't see I don't see any benefit. Um, I I like I don't see any benefit for fans wanting to do it. Um, it is purely a money grabbing scheme for the top clubs to stay rich and it, it it's it ruins the fabric of football it ruins the fabric of what it was as a whole and what football is as a whole and it, it ruins everything that that football stands for obviously no surprise who uh, spearheading it perez is the anti is the antithesis to all things good in football um he's just this conniving, ruthless businessman that only sees dollar signs, and when he sees red dollar signs instead of green dollar signs, he panics and he tries to make those red dollar signs green as quickly as possible. And I think this is another one of his ploys to make as much money for Real Madrid and as much money for elite football as possible, because that keeps status quo, that keeps him in power, that keeps him rich, and that's all at the end of the day it keeps him in power. And he's an egomaniac so I I, I don't not too surprised. I'm not all too surprised that this is what he wants. Um, a couple of clubs have already come out and said that. I already said, so basically, fuck off. We're not doing it. Um, we saw the backlash last time. Which is right, rightfully so. All the clubs are saying, piss off. Like, I think Chelsea put one out. A couple of La Liga clubs, um, by bar, bar Munich, I think, put one out. Put, put a statement out. Um, basically saying, no, Fiorentino, let it go. Um, which is good for football. Obviously, the Champions League are threatening. Threatening? Or a having a conversation at least around um, going back to the old format in order to combat the the um, potential of the Super League and to try and convince clubs to stay because at the end of the day, I think all people like the old Champions League format um, in comparison to the new one. So I guess that's, a, that's quite funny, right? Um, yeah, like UEFA aren't the good guys in this. UEFA just aren't the good guys in this. Um, nor are the federations of each individual country Like the FA aren't the good guys UEFA aren't the good guys The German um, federation aren't the good guys And all the Spanish ones It's it's the lesser of two evils in my opinion um, Because at the end of the day Football at the top level has become so monopolised And so commercialised that there are no good guys because to be so rich and to be so powerful, you can't be a good guy. It's the one of the unfortunate realities of life. Um, very, very few people who are in immense positions of power, especially in football, um, are good people. And are people that have the best interests of fans at heart. They have the best interests of themselves and their wallets in heart. Which, I mean, you can't really blame them because in the the day, you only live one life and you've got to provide for your family. So trying to earn as much money as possible, I don't necessarily blame. However, when it comes to the expense of football fans who are the lifeblood of the sport, I don't know. it It does leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. So, I don't know. But yeah, I very much... I'm happy with my prediction for that one. I think that's um, I think that's brilliant by me. I think that's a massive tick, and yeah, just just superb stuff from me. So yeah, just to recap my first prediction last year, this time last year, give or take, was a European Super League type thing will be reproposed by Florentino Perez. Massive tick. So yes, massive tick for that one from one. I'm happy to say one from one. Definitely happy to say one from one. Okay. Prediction two, prediction number two. After, so this is my prediction two, second prediction. After grand final bust, Tourism New South Wales backflip on their decision, and Paramount pulls out of the A League rights deal. Interesting, interesting. I am willing to give myself a half, uh, a point five, because the grand final was a bust. In terms of the attendance and the overall kind of scheme of it all, it was a bust. So tick for that. Tour- tourism New South Wales didn't necessarily backflip inherently on the deal, they changed it. And Paramount still have the a rights, unfortunately. So I'm not going to give myself a full mark because I feel like those two predictions in one as well, by the way. But um, I'm not going to give myself a full mark. I'll give myself half a mark because at the end of the day, whilst, New- whilst Tourism New South Wales didn't necessarily backflip on the deal, it was the deal has been overturned. This, of course, of course, now unite round the grand final is now back to what it wants to what it, it rightfully was. We are now having unite round, which is um, the 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 gather round, magic round, all games played in one city, kind of shtick, which is awesome, which is great. So I am willing to give myself a half mark for that. Um, it was something that uh, football needed, definitely something that football needed, especially in this country because it's so fragile. Football is so fragile that you need to, um, you need to pay people please. You definitely need to pay people please because they're not in a worth. Uh, how do I explain this? Football in this country is not in a position where it's where I it can't listen to its fans. At the end of the day, if the Super League, for example, I think it's a great thing. If the Super League was a thing, if the Super League did come into play initially back in twenty twenty one, football would change heavily. But at the end of the day, Chelsea supporters would still go to games. Real Madrid supporters would still go to games. Arsenal supporters would still go to games. Liverpool, every supporter base would still have max crowds. Will the interest wane in a little bit? Probably. But at the end of the day, it won't make that much of a financial difference to the clubs. and might make a little bit of a difference to fans, but at the end of the day, when they have millions and millions of fans across the country or across the world, doesn't really make a difference. Probably not. Whereas Australian football is so fragile that you need to keep its key stakeholders happy, and at the end of the day, the key stakeholders for the game to succeed is football. Football, fans can live without football, football cannot live without its fans. Um, Plain and simple. So, yeah, it was a decision that needed to be made. Um, Obviously, it saw the uh, resignation of Danny Townsend, much to the rejoice of a lot of people. Um, So, yeah, it was... um, Inadvertent, inadvertent half point. I think inadvertent half point is something that I'm willing to take. Um, Paramount pulling out of the A League rights deal obviously hasn't happened. They've gotten better. They have definitely gotten better. The pause and rewind function only took two years to come into effect, guys. Only took two years, um, which is good. Not good, but like better. Um, yeah, it, it, I miss it on Foxtel. I miss it on Foxtel. I very much miss the A League on Foxtel. I think. I think the A League needs crutch. It needs a crutch right now. It, do- it doesn't. It, it needs a helping hand. It needs a helping hand, right? Because it's struggling. And I think Foxtel gave it that helping hand because a lot of people had Foxtel. Like, similarly now, a lot of people have KO. I think the, I think the overall Foxtel sport um, viewers has increased heavily because of the instruction of KO which is just like... So you don't have to have Foxtel. You don't have to spend fucking $100, $100 million a month to have the comedy channel and fucking action movies HD on fucking, fucking 345, channel 345, whatever. But you can get all the sports channel for KO for 15 bucks, and you can watch Fox footy and Fox cricket and all this shit, right? Anyways, I'm digressing. So if the A-League was still on Foxtel, I think it would increase viewership massively because people do have KO. People do watch it on KO. And I also think... I also think just, man, g- going from match day Saturday, match day Saturday, 2pm through to 7, yeah, like, the 2pm game would have been like, t- the 2pm game would have been like, I don't know, Brisbane versus, Brisbane versus Central Coast at Sun- at or Central Coast versus Brisbane at fucking Gosford, and then the 5pm game would have been... Uh, Western Sydney versus Wellington at, at um, Parramatta, and then the the last game, the seven forty five, was Sydney versus Victory at at Allianz at Alianza Stadium. It would have been three good games, back to back to back, and then after the A League finish, you go straight into the Prem, and it was just unreal. Bozar Peacock, Peacock and Harper going all day long. It was just good. It was just good times. Like I think we look at it quite through nostalgia goggles, but. I think it was just subjectively good. Now yeah, obviously Paramount don't do the don't do the same job of having that level of buzz around it. You don't really get that feeling of like I'm going to go watch the A League for the whole for my entire Saturday and just and just enjoy it. Um obviously the 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 10 is on away, which is good like two games on away, I think is okay but 10 Bold I mean it would be great if it was on actual Channel 10 like that'd be that'd be good. But it's not. So it is. It, it's It is one of those things. If I could pick it, if I could just move the A League rights to one platform, I would move it to Optus Sport. Without it, without even a question, I'd move it to Optus Sport. Um, having having that similar Premier League and A League, because the Premier League is the biggest league supported in this country. So to get those fans over to the A League, you need to make them both accessible, right? It's that kind of um it's a it's a habit it's all similar to like that habit building exercise where if you want to read if you want to read more often make it as easy as possible to read so put books in every single room in your house so if you're in the living room there's a book if you're in your bedroom there's a book if you're in your study there's a book so you read more often because it's very accessible in the same vein if you want football fans who support the APL to support the A-League put the A-League where the APL is so that when the APL isn't on, people are like, oh, I've already got this. Let's chuck on the A-League. Let's have a watch. Let's get invested type thing. Um, I just think it's pretty, pretty easy, pretty simple in my book, but it's not. So anyway, so yes, I'm ranting. Half point. I'll go one and a half for prediction two or half a point for prediction two, one and a half total. Prediction three. After Prediction three. After Saudi Arabia flop, Ronaldo ends the year as a free agent. Big big X, uh-uh, bam bam, wrong. Um, he is scoring bulk goals. How many goals has he actually scored? Um, this says. Let me quickly check. But yeah, that's um, that's just wrong. Just just wrong in all fronts. I remember if we could if we could look at it from a contextual perspective, this was around the time where Ronaldo did had just left had, um just left um had just left Manchester United. He's. He was in the spotlight an interview with Piers Morgan, trashing the club, people hated him, and then he started off at Saudi Arabia not great. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that was a bad prediction in hindsight, but he's got 16 goals in 15 games so far um, this season, in the 2023-24 season. Al is currently sits second, two games in hand, but 13 points off um, top spot, which is pretty mental. How third? Jesus Christ. Um, if they win their two games, they're not going to be too far behind, but how many games are actually left? Uh, there's quite a few, obviously quite a few, amount of games left. So it's not they're not out of it completely, but um, yeah, big wrong, big big X, and um, it'll be very interested to see where, um, it'll be very interested to see where he ends up, kind of where uh, where he ends up at at 2024, and if he's still in Saudi Arabia, if he's gone to back to Portugal, if he's retired, if he's gone to America, probably not, but... Yeah, I don't know, It'd just be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to stay for big for Big Ronnie. Okay, moving on to prediction four. So we are just well, we'll be halfway through the predictions now. Um prediction four. World Cup style of stoppage time will be a permanent fixture in football by year's end. Another home run tick. Ah, that's that, that's that's a that's a bang prediction. Unreal. Yeah, World Cup stoppage time. Is now a permanent fixture in the majority of the league. Football, I think it's an overall good decision. We do watch more football, which can get tedious at times when you really desperately want a game to finish and there's fucking 12 minutes stoppage time. You're like, I need to go to bed. It's 4.30 in the morning. I need to sleep. Um, but you but you just never know. So um, I guess that's probably the one negative, especially looking at it from like an Australian perspective when you're fucking watching Chelsea versus Luton at three thirty and it just it's a shit game and you're like, fuck, I need to go to bed. And you can't because there's four thousand minutes of stoppage time. But anyway, um I think overall it's a good thing. I think it's stopped. I think it's I think it will eventually stop time wasting, um, to a to a bigger extent to what it already has. Um yeah, I just think it's a good I think it's good. I think it's overall a good thing for football. Um it keeps players accountable. It keeps officials accountable. I think it allows for more um what am I gonna say? It allows for more kind of it allows for um merit in a sense like the game feels far more lawful because that it's true like you do play as close to 90 minutes of football as you can play whereas before we were playing like 40 minutes of football a game which is a bit fucked um so yeah, the, the the keeping teams accountable and keeping the game accountable to actually fulfilling a ninety minute game of football as close as possible, I think, is good. I don't think we should get to a point where um where we stop clocks and we do it based on the absolute seconds. So you do play ninety minutes of pure football every single game. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's something because I think stoppages are part of the game. You know, ball goes out for goal kicks, throw-ins, stop like, free kicks, pens, VAR checks our yeah, checks so maybe, but I think it's all part of the game, and I feel like there should be some, should be a little bit of nuance allowed. It should be there should be a portion of the game allowed for like gamesmanship and for gamesmanship and for time wasting and and to try and get that mental edge and that edge and over, over um your opponent. So yeah, big tick for that one. World Cup style of stoppage time will be a permanent fixture in football by year's end. Tick, but let's settle down on like the 12 minutes yeah the, the world cup was a bit fucked i think we i think we f- we found a happy medium the world cup we were getting like 14 minutes stoppage time and it's like what the fuck like we, we're basically playing another half of football when you take in the 15 minutes stoppage time for the for the um first half and the 15 minutes stoppage time at the end we're playing half an hour more football it's like we're basically playing another we're playing one and a half games um which was getting a little bit ridiculous at times um but yeah, I think we've had a happy medium—six, seven minutes, eight minutes, four, five, six minutes. Between four to seven minutes off stoppage time, I think is I think is adequate. Eight minutes, maybe, on a consistent level, I think it's I think he's adequate. So there you go. Prediction five. Back to the A League. There we go. Prediction five. Promotion slash relegation will be announced in twenty twenty three for the A League in brackets and not implemented. As well as a functional second division. In brackets, potentially third. Once again, half point. I'll give myself a half point because promotional relegation has not been announced um, for the A League. I don't think it will ever be announced. I don't think it's gonna be announced anytime soon, in all fairness, considering the, the franchise agreements. But yeah, that has not been announced. However, a functioning second division has been announced and will be implemented very, very soon in 2025. Um yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, let's touch on let's touch on both. Obviously, I've spoken about both quite um quite strongly at times on this podcast. Promotion and relegation. Obviously, promotion and relegation probably won't happen anytime soon in the A League because of the franchise agreements. For those who don't know, very similar to how the MLS works, A Australian clubs buy buy licenses to participate in the A League. So, um, Melbourne Victory or Brisbane or whoever, for example, have a license to compete in the A-League till 2035, I think Melbourne Victory's, I think Victory's one expires, um, I think 2035, maybe 2037. So, essentially, a long fucking time, um, that they're legally required, barring uh, their own misfortune off the field, to play in the A-League, um... There was obviously the whole drama around about 10 years ago, actually. Maybe a little bit... No, maybe not 10 years ago. Maybe 8 or 9 years ago. 7 or 8 years ago. Um, around the Wellington Phoenix not having their license renewed. That obviously caused a big um, kerfuffle. Hashtag save the Knicks. Went global. They eventually got their license back. So, Or they, they eventually got their license renewed. After much fan backlash because... What the fuck could you get rid-, get rid of Wellington? They're one of the, the, the good clubs in the league. Um... So, yeah, I don't think promotion relegation will be announced anytime soon. I think there's going to have to be a total legal reform around football in Australia. Um, this is going to diverge into a whole different topic, but I think the fact that each state is governed differently is an issue. Um, the fact that the NPL system is still a thing and there's no proper youth setup and there's no proper pathway, there's no proper football pyramid, I think creates a big issue. But... With the announcement of a fantastic segue by me, with the announcement of the national second division, we are starting to get a little bit of semblance of promotion relegation because now that we've got a functioning second division about to about to happen, we can start to bridge that gap. We can start to create a pyramid going. We can start to get a little bit more of a proper footballing kind of thing going on in this country. So yeah, twenty twenty five. So March twenty twenty five. So the end of the next footballing calendar when the season will start so it won't align with the A-League which is interesting um, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not players can play in both seasons um, like fringe players for example I don't know someone like a someone like a Fabian monju's who's on the fringes for, for Melbourne victory who, someone like that who's quite young on the fringes sporadically playing goes out on loan into the National Second Division plays that off season, and then comes back to the A-League and plays um, plays the A-League whether or not that will happen will be interesting to see but um, but yeah, that will of course be kicking off in the next at the end of the next football calendar, which will obviously be fantastic. Once again, it finally starts to see a little bit of a little bit of a pathway happening for football in this country, which is always good. Which is fantastic to see. Um much needed, of course. So yeah, there you go. That's prediction five. Prediction number six. We've gone from so we started off prediction one tick, prediction two half right, prediction three wrong, prediction four tick, prediction five half right, prediction six. You can you can um, potentially guess my guess what the prediction is, or guess the guess the um kind of correct answer or the answer to this prediction, whether it's right or wrong based on my reaction as I'm saying it. But prediction six: Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland will not be at their respective clubs by the end of the year. Obviously, her and the Sivrong, both are at their respective clubs. Um, Obviously, Kylian Mbappe is still balling it out for PSG, and Erling Haaland still scoring goals like it's nobody's business for Manchester City. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. That, That was out there. That was out there. I don't know. Obviously, the talk around Mbappe leaving was pretty strong at that point he had just I think he would soon to sign that stupid contract where he basically fucking owns the football club um and obviously Erling Haaland as well there's obviously all all the talk around him staying a season at City scoring 75 goals and then going to Real Madrid and scoring 100 goals in La Liga that obviously hasn't happened I think he might have signed the contract extension don't quote me on it but I can't quite remember um so yeah I don't know just one of those things where you, you put your neck out on the line you get it wrong um I think both of them will stay at their clubs at the end of 2020... At the end of 2024 as well, if I had to guess. Yeah, if I had to guess, it would be um, Mbappe and Haaland... Still still running around in the at PSG and, Harlan, and um, Man City, respectively. At the end of 2024, um, I think Mbappe... Uh, I think Mbappe is almost kind of... I think Mbappe is set for life at, at PSG. He, he's a set-and-forget at PSG. I think once he's on their contract... Real Madrid, there was his chance to go to Real Madrid, he kind of blew it, I don't think Barcelona are going to be going after him, by Munich, it's not his go-to, I don't think, and unless City or Liverpool completely break the bank, I don't see him going to go there either, and Haaland, I just think he's right at City, I just think he's right at City, I think he's loving life, England, Manchester's a good town by all accounts, obviously the connection with his dad, Pep's got him playing good football, um, scoring goals at, at, at Will, playing in a, in a at a good like at a good level for him. Like he's playing a good system. Playing with good teammates. And seems to be happy. So yeah. I, I, I would say that both of them will actually stay at their club at the end of this year. Which makes my prediction equally wrong. But let's move on. Or doubly wrong I should say. Let's move on to the final prediction. And this one was definitely the boldest one of them all. Um, a radical change to the way football is played. So a la 30 minute halves or no draws. Etc. Will be proposed... However, after fan backlash, will eventually lead to the resignation of Yanni and and other high-ranking FIFA officials. Uh, That's wrong again. Just wrong. That that one I can't really even speak about because it's just wrong. Um, I don't know. I thought they'd do something mental, like like a third, like changing the game of football, like thirty-minute halves or no draws, like every game had to end in a penalty shootout or every game had to end in golden goal or something. Um, or like yeah, like OT, like overtime in basketball or something. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I, I, don't know why I decided to, to go for that. I don't know. Put your neck out on the line. It's quite, it's quite funny to speak about, actually. But, yeah. That is all. I can't, I, I can't really speak about it more than that. Um. Yeah. So, let's, to recap. Prediction one. European Super League type thing will be proposed by authority Paris. Tick. So, that's one point. Prediction two. After grand final bus tourism, New South Wales backflip on the decision and Paramount pull out of A-League rights deal. We'll give myself half a point. So, one and a half. Prediction three, after Saudi Arabia flop or another ends the year as a free agent, wrong. Prediction four, World Cup style of stoppage time will be a permanent fixture in football by year's end, so we'll give myself half a point, so that's two and a half, or we'll give myself four points, so that's two and a half points, um, yeah, two and a half points. Prediction five, promotional relegation will be announced in 2023 for the A-Leagues, as well as a functional second division, will give myself half a point, so three, and then prediction six, Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland will not be at their respective clubs at the end of the year. That's wrong. And then prediction four, prediction seven. A radical change of the way football is played will be proposed. However, after fan backlash will eventually lead to the resignation of Gianni Fentano and other high-ranking FIFA officials. Wrong as well. So three out of seven, I'll take. I'll take three out of seven. It could have got a lot worse. Could have got a lot worse. So yeah, that's it for that. Um, for those who remembered the predictions, uh, uh, would be. Uh, your, your reactions would have been quite interesting for those who are just watching for the first time that's probably a little bit of a sneak peek into how I think about football um, and the way that I approach it. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, so that is all for that portion of it. I've probably got about 10 minutes left, 10, 12 minutes left. So, we will take a quick break, return with the Asian Cup score for, for the Socceroos, and we'll speak about that, and then we'll wrap things up. So, there you go. Okay, we're back. And... Um, we will be touching on the soccerers Australian Cup, uh, not Australian Cup, Asian Cup squad. But before that, I do want to say I will be giving my predictions for the 2024 footballing year next podcast, which will also be pre-recorded because New Year's Eve falls on Sunday, New Year's Day falls on Monday, and I'm going to hazard a guess and say I'll be slightly hungover on New Year's Day, and I don't really want to don't really want to speak on a podcast for 45 minutes whilst being extremely hungover on New Year's Day, plus I'll probably also be doing something, but that's beside the point. Um. So yeah, Charlotte, uh Asian Cup Squad has been announced by Graham Arnold. I've seen it, you probably have seen it as well. If you're not Australian, you don't care, you can switch off. If you are Australian, you do care, please stick around for my thoughts. But this is what we're looking at. In goal, Joe Giauchi, Matt Ryan, Lawrence Thomas. I'll go through them all and give my thoughts after. Defend, so goalkeepers, Joe Giauchi, Matt Ryan, Lawrence Thomas. Defenders, Nathaniel Atkinson, Aziz Bache, Yordie Boss, Cam Burgess, Thomas Deng, Gethin, Jones, Lewis Miller, Kai Rouse, and Harry Suter. Midfielders, Backus, Jackson Ovine, Rylan McGrew, Conor McCuff, Adrian O'Neill, and Patrick Yazbek. Forwards, Martin Boyle, Mitch Duke, Brito Fornaroli, Craig Goodwin, Johnny Redale, Sam Silvera, Marco Tilio, and Cashini Yenji. Wow, wow, Whopper. No, that's not it. There we go. <laughs> As I miss click buttons on my stream yard, or my Stream Deck, even. Paul Graham, Graham. Let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. Okay, let's let's go. Let's just go through them. Keepers: Gauchi, Ryan, Thomas. Fine. Tick, I like, no red main, so we're not backing him for the permanent shootout. I think that's fine. I think he doesn't deserve, doesn't warrant a call-up. Ryan will start, probably. Just put a mask on him. He'll be fine. I know he broke his collarbone, but he'll be fine. Or cheekbone, sorry. He should be fine. Gauchy and Thomas. Gauchi will be the number one for years to come, and I think Thomas has definitely warranted a start or warranted a selection because he's been very, very good for the last two years for the Wanderers. No complaints there. Defenders. Atkinson. No, no complaints. I think he will be. I think he's a good right back option. Lewis Miller as well. I think he will start at right back. I think Lewis Miller will start at right back. So I think yeah, no, no complaints there. Left back as Bates, page Jordy Boss. Set and forget. That's fine. Jordi Boss, in my opinion, should start at left back. But those two going, no, no dramas. Similarly, Rouse and Sutar, no dramas with them going at all. That's fine. Defenders now: Cam Burgess, Thomas Deng, Gethin Jones. I'm going to put out this right away. No idea who Kethan Jones is. Kethan Jones? No, not a, like, absolutely not one iota. Iota? Like, absolutely no idea. I think he's Welsh. Um, So, we've definitely gone on Ancestry. I think we've definitely gone on Ancestry, Ancestry.com. He plays in League One for Bolton, so he plays at as as a not bad level. Well, he's 28 years old. He was in Evans Youth Academy as a right back as a centre back he's five foot ten so i think he's probably right back cover um yeah i, I just pff, wow um so having trained fully so i'm reading his wikipedia page having trained with a welsh with a welsh full side reports in november 2016 suggests that Co- jones has been in contact with the football federation australia with with a view to jones representing australia in 2017 jones confirmed that he had occurred that this had occurred and the elf was played for the under twenty three side. In December 2020, he was asking the Bolton Wanderers official matchday programme whether he considered himself Welsh or Australian, in which he replied, "I have to say, I have, I'd have to say Wales. Obviously, I was born in Australia, but I lived in Wales pretty much my whole life, and I speak the Welsh language. I'm 100% Welsh." In December 2023, Jones received his maiden senior international co and was named in the Australian squad for the 2023 Asian um, AFC Asian Cup to be held in January February 2024. Right, so, right, okay. Um, he was born in Perth. But has obviously was at Wrexham, so it was in was played at away. So it was he's Welsh. Um, it was yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, Deng and Burgess there centre back cover. I don't think either of them will start. I think it'll be Rails and are Burgess, I'm happy with um, being as that as that debut. I think obviously Arnie has a soft spot for for Deng because um, he was in the World Cup squad as well. I think. Um, and he's been quite good for, for the soccer so I don't see any dramas there. So, yeah. Midfielders: Backus, Irvine, McGree, Yazbek, O'Neill, Metcalf. Backus, Irvine, McGree, tick, 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 no dramas. Metcalf, tick, completely fine. O'Neill, Yazbek, interesting. Obviously, no Devlin, no Robertson. I I, I don't even know why Devlin, I mentioned Devlin. I really like Cam Devlin, that's why. Um, I think he should be given more opportunity, but I don't think he probably should have been called up. But regardless, obviously, no Luongo, he retired from international duty, which is very disappointing. Like the the top three there, is Irvine Magree. That's great. Set and forget. That's perfectly fine. Metcalf, completely fine as well. Yazbek. I'm happy with him. With him int- being introduced to the team. No, no Alex Robertson. Very disappointing. Similarly, no Alex Sicardi as well as a defender. I think he's very disappointing as well. Um, I would love to see Sicardi play, but whatever. Yeah, midfielders okay. They're fine. Forwards Boyle Goodwin Tilio Duke Iridale, Fornaroli Silvera Yanji. Who is John Iredale? I've got no idea either. Um, He plays in the second Bundesliga, he's 24, he was at Sydney's academy, okay, Uh, so he's Australian. I just don't know, I just haven't really been up to date with his career. Um, Yeah, so he's in Germany, so good on him, he's called up, that's great. For Bruno going awesome, terrific. No McLaren, I think is the right choice. No Taggart, I think is the right choice. I think we took the three best strikers, so that's a massive tick. That there's are the strikers I would have gone with. Duke as the starter, Fornaroli is the coming off the bench. You need a goal. His first choice, and then Yenji as well, with blighting that youth and potentially another aspect, another avenue up top. No Qual Kunda a little bit disappointing. Um, I would love to see at least one of them go as that X factor. You've got you've got Tilio and Silvera for that. Iridale as well. Um, as well for that for that X factor coming out wide. Overall, slightly underwhelmed. Slightly underwhelmed, in my opinion. Slightly underwhelmed. The, the the lack of youth, when we have such good youth players, like so. Cardi Robertson had to go, in my opinion, had to go, and one of Kuala Irukunda had to go. I think Kuala should have gone. Hundred percent should have gone. He's now, at the, he's, now at the, he's now at the level now where you're not taking him to be an impact player off the bench. You're taking him because he's objectively one of the best players that the country's got. He's playing at a better level. He's playing more consistently at a better, if not the same level, as Tilio. So I know I love Marco Tilio. I really, really like Marco Tilio. I love him. But, yeah, I don't know. Bruno going. I think he's the right choice. It's gonna completely fuck over Melbourne victory. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do when it comes to no Bruno for four weeks or whatever however long it's gonna be. But yeah, just one of those things, which is looking at from a victory perspective. But I think he should have gone, which is great. My my starting eleven, my starting eleven is Ryan in goal. If Ryan isn't fit, Gauci. Defenders play back three. You go with. With the back three, you go with... Back four, even. You go with... Boss, a left back. Rouse suits Miller. That's a back four that I would play. Midfielders... Backus, Irvine, McGree. Set and forget. That's just... just, It just is that. Backus sitting. Irvine box the box. And let McGree be... The fucking freak that he is. Forwards. Duke. Boyle, Goodwin. With... Bruno, first choice off the bench... Silvera and Metcalf coming on to change to change a game. Tilio, Yanji, and then Iridale as the as the coming on late if you need if you need the game if you need a game saver. O'Neill comes on if we want to if we want a little bit more possession if we if we want to like control the ball a little bit more. Same with Yazbek they can both play that destroyer and that dictating tempo role quite well and the defenders are there for purely cover i think atkinson maybe to provide a little bit more of a controlled aspect at right back beige if you want a little bit more experience um you maybe play boss at left mid if we want to be really defensive for whatever reason if fucking all of a sudden england decides to play in the in the asian cup and we need to play a back five and wing backs we can play beige and boss for whatever reason i don't know because I need to float with playing boss at left mid which i don't don't like, um, but I also think Boss and Goodwin can't play on the same side, so I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe Aziz plays, and he plays as like a central midfielder, um, like tucks in and gives Goodwin that space on the left-hand side with McGree pushing up to support him, I don't know man, I don't know, but at the end of the day, I'm slightly disappointed with the squad, but it's good enough Semi-finals minimum. Obviously, it depends on how we fall. If we fucking draw Japan in, in the round of 16, then that's just unfortunate. Or the quarters or whatever in the, in the first knockout round, then that's just unfortunate. But strong enough to make the round of 16. Definitely. Definitely strong enough. To, or to make the semi-finals. Sorry. Um, should get out of the group comfortably. Should beat the likes of fucking Uzbekistan, who we should have beat in 2019 but didn't. Um, no, sorry, the UAE. We beat Uzbekistan on penalties. Um, was it the UAE we lost to? Yeah, it was the UAE we lost to twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was. Anyways, yeah, t- yeah, that's fine. Um, no, Siccardio Robertson is a fucking disgrace. Robertson just had to go, had to go, just had to go, absolutely had to go. But he hasn't, so he's not, which is a shame. But onto the Olympics, hey, go with the under twenty threes. I want to win the Asian Cup. I want to win the fucking major tournament that we're in, man. I don't care about the under 23 world cup or the under fucking or the Olympics. I don't care. The Asian cup. Play Cicardi and Robertson. They're the best. Play. Anyways, thank you all very much for watching another episode of the two for Attacker podcast. Um, Merry Christmas all once again, happy holidays. Um, see you guys next week where we will be doing looking forward to 2024 and giving our predictions for that. Um, yeah, thank you very much for watching. Happy holidays. Thank you very much for the support. This year has been more than the world. Um, but yeah, we only, we only look forwards, keep going. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. See you guys next week. And then the week after that, we'll be back live speaking about football regularly. Uh, speaking about the weekends actions regularly, which is good. Yeah. See you guys next week. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And see you guys next week. Like I said, speak soon. Bye.